0: You're a regular
1: Einstein. No, the hardest part of the show is the introduction, because we're never ready, and we never have the fucking uh, panther sound ready. Okay,
2: here's what we're going to do. Ready? I'm going to start it off. And then uh, we're going to intro Marina. And then by then, I'll have the Panther Roar up and okay. running. Okay. So. I right. got it. <laughs> here we go, guys. Another exciting episode <laughs> of Heat Seeking Panther. Uh, I got to kill some time while this thing counts down. Uh, I just want to thank yeah. you all for being here tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my co host, Dave. Uh, here I am. And our special guest, uh, Marina. Marina, say hello. 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 Thanks for being here with us today. We're talking about 2019's Primal. Primal.
1: Primal.
0: Wow, what a masterpiece. Totally flew under the radar for me. I don't know about y'all.
2: Yeah. I mean, only because we had this podcast going was I up on, like, (laughs) recent Cage releases, but I saw no kind of promotion or anything for it at all.
1: So No, I I was looking forward to it, but only because I I knew... Uh, the, only because I've been on the IMDb like so many times in the last <laughs> few years, like it, it's basically bookmarked. It's in my like most visited pages. Just <laughs> fucked. Wow. <laughs> um, Ma- Ma- Marina, Biggest I boom. think you requested to be on this episode. If I remember correctly, had you seen this before?
0: No, I think what had happened was I I had a I had watched it. And I was uh, really impressed by it. And I had figured y'all had already seen it. So I hit you up and was like, I need to talk to you about this. And you're like, Oh, I haven't actually seen it yet. Uh and we have to do yep. the episode too, so when we get to it. And that was a few months ago, and I can't believe it's already here. You guys went through the,
1: the collection
0: so fast.
2: Yeah, we're really getting <laughs> through it at a good clip. We've only got I think we got like less than ten left yeah, before we have we're caught a,
1: up. Eight, I think. But yeah, he's still cranking them out, but it's crazy. also there's that Tiger King, uh, TV series, which is going to be a whole watch. But, oh, he's but, not
2: attached to that anymore. Did you hear?
1: This is no. this is some up to date cage news, news right
2: here. Yeah, he's what apparently happened? off
1: the project. No, no. Yeah, I know. No. I know. What? Now what's even the point then? There is none. That's, that's who else me. could
0: possibly play the Tiger King?
1: And we, I mean, it already didn't need to exist because we have a <laughs> perfectly fine documentary. <laughs> it, in fact, it was a, a good documentary that is the only reason why we would make the fucking thing. Oh, God. I'm getting wound up. I'm going to talk about CGI again this episode, too. I know I always talk Ooh, about it right. when we watch movies like this, but I just, yeah, I'll just say it right now. What's the point? of having a movie about a big cat. We don't have an actual big cat. It's the only thing.
2: Yeah, but this yeah. the it's a cat that doesn't exist. It's not like they could just go get one and like yeah. wrangle it a on the set. Cat. It's but like a just, mythical cat, right? Look, I've seen <laughs> But the only thing mythical about it is that it's white. You can still get a real cat. Wait, one of the one of the uh, Spanish characters calls it gato fantasma, right? Yeah,
0: gato fantasma.
1: <laughs> Tight. Um, Which, by the yeah. way,
0: uh, uh, means a cat ghost. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't realize. Uh, Quite, what was going on? Uh, there's an <laughs> an you. extra layer of exoticism right there for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, uh, this is it, it, it. This is the movie um, where Nick Cage plays a big game hunter. I guess he's a hunter. He doesn't kill them. Uh, he's like a catcher.
0: Big game. Uh, catcher. Yeah,
1: like black market uh, exotic animal. Man, um, and he—he, <laughs> he, uh, he, I mean, he gap, is kind
2: he, of a tiger king in this movie, right? I was yeah, like, yeah, he's, a, he's a jaguar tigers. king. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: And he—he uh he takes the big. This he finds a white jaguar, very rare, and he puts it on the boat. And the white jaguar gets loose <laughs> on the boat when he is on the boat. And if you ask me that's plenty of plot to have a good movie but this movie doubles down and on top of that plot it's also con air on a boat <laughs> because the way the jaguar gets out is there's a a bad uh like serial killer man. or or
2: some <laughs> kind of elite assassin
0: right yeah like a sleep terrorist
1: yeah um, who is on the boat Hannibal Lecter style in like a, <laughs> in a, cage. <laughs> a big cage. In a big
0: cage, big cat style, yeah. C- can, I, can I mention one thing, speaking of which, speaking of the big cat, when I went to check this movie out and I watched a little bit of the trailer, you know, I like to, I like to scope out what I'm getting into. They made it seem like it's Nick Cage has to hunt down this mythical cat In the jungle. And you watch it and he catches the Jaguar within the first ten minutes.
1: Like before the first credits. Before the first credits.
0: You're like, what could possibly happen after this? I don't know. And you know what? They took you for a ride, let let me tell you.
1: Yeah. It was not what I expected. Yeah, it should be the Nick Cage Jaguar movie.
2: Yeah, I was wholly unprepared for the for the like murderer. Plot,
1: See, I, which it, is most of the plot, which is great. I mean, I was off, like,
2: yeah. I was like you said, Dave. I was already on board, and they just sure. upped it. Uh, so I mean, I feel like it's it made a, the two movie films so for much the price better. of one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. The thing is, um, both movies would have been pretty good on their own.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, we've watched so many of these movies, and to a degree, we're so jaded that like. Um, y- you know, there's so many of his films from this period that are like have a good premise and then fall short. And this one, w- I mean, this is a bad movie. This is not good. Um, but it <laughs> was fun. It it fails by pretty much every metric, but it's like, it you know, it was fine. Like it didn't bother me at all, and there were parts I enjoyed. That's my review. <laughs> it's like a D. Yeah,
2: it was at least fun to watch, which is. Actually, more than you can say for so many of the other ones that we've seen.
1: Because, and this, I always complain about this, but it knows what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it does it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and you know why I think that is? Is this script was written and optioned in 1995. Excuse me? Yeah, this is like, so, so like Deep Blue Sea, Anaconda, like this is that movie it's riding that wave and it feels like it it feels like a throwback i don't think it knows that it's a throwback but it it (laughs) knows at least what to like what what's kind of fun to emphasize so i would have rather just had nick cage stalking a killer cat on a boat i feel like that would have been really cool and this movie was much dumber than that but it, it it was pretty fun he's I, having a good time and, yeah i would um, say this is
0: the this is the
2: most uh fun we've seen cage on screen and uh, probably since mandy honestly yeah it's been yeah. a while
0: i gotta say uh, yeah he was really playing into the i mean the character was written really well for him i think like the obnoxious loud american uh
1: um, great right. like, i love that he's not like the hero really he's kind of just like a an asshole who's there,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, like happens to be the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think he's a bad dude. I think you could say he's a bad dude, <laughs> yeah. right? He's yeah. capturing rare animals and like selling them yeah. into, into. Not to mention, captivity. he
0: has his background is he's a zoologist. Like he worked at zoos, he cared it, for all right. these animals, and then he turned around and was like, "You know what? Fuck this! I'm gonna go capture them and make a ton of money off of it." And he's he like, "Broke bad." You gotta
1: do what you gotta <laughs> do. <laughs> that's that's the zookeeper version of Breaking Bad. Oh my <laughs> god.
0: He literally broke but bad, you did. He broke bad. Doesn't he
1: also say that he like was a mechanic on like Warships or something? Am, did I? Yeah,
2: he was in the navy, I think.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I well, think he well, says which, that well, also, which doesn't really come into play, surprisingly. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, except like, for his
0: like fighting skills, I guess that explains that. But that's
1: yeah, it. but he never has to like stop the ship or do anything with the mechanics of it. Like that yeah, feels like something right. from a from a p- earlier draft that they just kept in.
0: Do you think that? That was the whole premise. Like he's actually a really good mechanic, and uh, and he was put on this team to transport this psycho killer. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh shit, we, the stakes aren't high enough. Let's throw in a giant cat." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. What why? How do we like turn the screws a little bit? <laughs> yeah, like let's give this movie a little edge, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, because there were a lot of ancillary <laughs> characters on the ship. It reminded me of like uh, Dave, like you were saying, like a throwback to the kind of like ensemble. Kind of yeah. like, uh, sort of like eighties, nineties action movies. I was thinking of something like, uh, uh, like Aliens or The Thing, or where there's like a right. bunch of different personalities like trapped in a place, Stargate. getting stalked by something. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I <laughs> yeah. just watched Stargate last night, and I just I'm getting it really confused with this movie. I gotta say, <laughs> I don't know why, but I kind of know why now. <laughs>
1: This movie had that act, like '90s action movie thing, like exactly what you're saying. And mm-hmm. when I noticed that element of it, I realized there's a thing with those movies where people are like, they, they're just throwing names around, and you really have no idea who they're talking about. <laughs> right. But it doesn't matter. You know, they're like Kowalski. They're, they're like they got Hernandez. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> like, like who? Like, That's so
0: true. <laughs> I don't even.
1: I his name was Frank. The bad guy's name was Laughlin. And um, uh, Femke Jansen's name was Ellen, which I only remember because I was like, Ellen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk about the cast, actually. Who, I, Michael Imperioli. Wow.
0: Wow. Whoa!
1: For like, a, not even really a role, but he he's there, man. Chrissy. <laughs> To be honest, like I would love to see just Christopher Moltisante on a boat on a boat. Jaguar. Yeah, totally. uh, like that's just the that. movie that should have been made.
2: It's actually that
1: that was the this
2: was the Sopranos movie that HBO optioned and they had to retool it. <laughs> so they they just changed Imperioli's character, but they kept him in the in the cast. Okay,
0: guys, when, I think we figured it out. The early drifts drafts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So uh, he's in it. Uh, fem- yeah. How do you say her name? Uh, Femka Jansen? Sure, that's that's how oh, that's I would true.
0: say it. Yeah, that's how I would say it.
1: Um, aka Zenya Onatop, aka Jean Gray. She's in it. Haven't seen her in a minute. Um <laughs> she doesn't look like she's having as much fun as no. anybody else. There's there is a there's a sadness in her eyes, but uh she's there, she's hitting her marks. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think <laughs> it kind of worked
2: for the performance for the character. Yeah. Sh- sure. You
1: know? I, I think th- whatever this, like, the 90s quality, action movie quality of this movie is, like, something about that is really forgiving to yeah. people, like, phoning it in or people kind of uh, mm-hmm. on the decline in their career or whatever. There's just, it's comfortable. So, um, yeah, that was fun. And then the uh, the bad guy, the criminal terrorist serial killer mastermind, <laughs> um, is played by, what's his name? Kevin, Kevin Durand? Durand.
0: Yeah. That was actually, for me... The best performance of the film.
1: It's definitely the most performance. (laughs) Because
0: even
2: even Cage, at his most turned up, is kind of uh, like mid level. Like he doesn't really hit, there's not many scenes where he hits uh, like the highs that you would expect from Cage.
1: We've seen this before where there's like another character who's in what would have been the Nick Cage role. In, like, a different movie where oh, someone like, is like just like
2: Lawrence Fishburne in uh, Yes, in Running with the Devil, yeah,
1: yeah, um, or even uh, like Willem Dafoe in um, Doggy, Doggy Dog, Dog. uh huh, totally, like, that yeah, so for it, sure, yeah, yeah, but I mean, Cage is definitely present and giving a really fun performance, which is dope. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Kevin Durand is really off the rails here. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think Cage passed the torch on this one and let someone else uh, r- remove themselves from the rails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and I actually think the movie's better for it. Uh, yeah. Honestly. Some restraint on Nick's part, you know. Right, right,
2: which which wor- yeah. actually works. Like, in general, I think when he is the more restrained one, it doesn't work, but... I don't know. Something about this movie. There's a lot of like uh, things about it happening that I've seen in other movies that would kind of get on my nerves. But in this one, there, Dave, it's you're charming. right. There's something that's kind of like charming and forgiving about the whole tone of yeah. it that I, I can I can let some of it go. But it could also just be that we've watched so many really really bad movies leading up to this one that I am just ready for anything that is like even <laughs> slightly fun to watch. I was I thinking about it
1: and. It's like I had a moment I was like man there's no subtext to this movie like you could have <laughs> <laughs> you could you could have had like it's rich you have like an exotic animal poacher and like the US marshal there's some sort of political thing fe- like it ha- definitely has like a political attitude and a loose stance that the the federal government is uh shitty and corrupt and uh like uh Bad at what they do. And uh, yeah, that's, I agree. And, um, but I mean, there's like multiple times that people, what is it? Cage says, like, he calls people he's like fuck you he goes i i know how a fucking faucet works you federal clown <laughs> you
0: federal clown yeah. oh, he,
1: oh god and he calls like, he's, i think he says government retards like he drops the <laughs> an r bomb about it's like there's, there's an anger here and we'll get into the uh the actual like uh uh plot uh where that comes up because it does come up but like in general there's there's no subtext to this movie it's just <laughs> it's just the pant the jaguar on the boat and then i guess that's not enough so there has to be a criminal or vice versa right and yeah, um don't know. <laughs> it, and like no there's no character development like the only character development <laughs> is nick cage at the end for no reason being like yeah, that like million dollar cat that I w- was trying to transport that all the the whole movie hinged on me uh, wanting, you know, that to, the money from this. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to give it away to like... Yeah. And it like a sh- sanctuary to, or something. Yeah. you like, yeah, okay, and that's, that's
2: just the end of that Pying then? Forward, <laughs> yeah. It yeah, and she's kind of yeah. like...
1: She's like, I guess I just rubbed rubbed off on you anyway, or something. Just like, yeah, ma- maybe so.
2: Yeah, he's caught the only animal of its kind in the world, and then he just yeah. like leaves it on a. He just leaves it like in a large field, and he's like, "Okay, run free, bye."
1: <laughs> well, well, and also she lies to the government to to cover for him, like, being, yeah. like because I mean he saved her life, but it's just funny that that's like the more she's like. Yeah, you earned all of these exotic animals. <laughs> you <laughs> earned the so right true. to sell them on the black market.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was just like nothing had happened. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, there, so there's no like, it, it's not trying to have a message. And that's great yeah. because because we keep watching movies that think they're doing something that they're not or are punching above their weight. And this movie's punching pretty much right at its weight. Yes. Like...
0: That's a '90s action movie in a nutshell. I feel like, and there's yeah. always going back to Nick using restraint and that kind of working in this one. I mean, like everybody else was absolute chaos, freaking out, and the only person who was kind of like keeping his cool the whole time was Frank.
1: Nick's, yeah, Nick's yeah. Ca- Nick's
0: character. Yeah, and it's I fun mean, that he's he's not that's like super '90s. Like, I mean, I, I think of of uh, of It too, and movies uh-huh. like that where. Kurt Russell's like kind of an asshole, but oh, he's like the, the only thing. one with, yeah. Lo- yeah. oh, the thing, the thing, not it, yeah. guys. <sighs> I, don't know, I always get them mixed up, but they have nothing to do with each other. Um, but Kurt Russell's always like the guy, like, oh, I'm, I'm the voice of logic, even though I'm an asshole and everyone else right. is just like losing themselves completely. Yeah. And we kind of go for the ride with the logical guy.
1: It's fun to have the main character be an asshole. Like, you, I feel <laughs> yeah. like you don't see it as much in any believable way. I Like, I've you see, <laughs> I, I've seen main characters, like, in action movies be, like, a prick recently, you know? But there's a difference. Yeah, like, like anti-hero K, vibes. Right. Yeah, Cage is just, just, like, he, he just doesn't have manners, really. He's just, like, always, he's always out in the jungle just hunting down animals and transporting them for money. And, like he he's not like a bad guy he's just like is kind of a piece of shit
2: yeah i mean i think multiple times he says something to the effect that like he only he like hates people or only likes right. animals or something yeah so he's obviously right. kind of an antisocial uh asshole but right and but, it works but, yeah but it's like in, it's like i don't want to say charming but there's something <laughs> kind of endearing yeah. about it you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yeah the thing that doesn't work as well is there's like it, the fact that Femke Jensen is on that boat and wants anything to do with him. Right. <laughs> like I yeah. char- her character is just Doesn't flat as they sense. come. There's but nothing to that character. And same with the child who's on the boat that is also he he's like, he's a good guy. And you're like, what based what? on what? But again, this is something they did a
2: lot in nineties movies too, where they would just totally. like they would just slam the romance like right into yes. the middle of an otherwise yeah. really fun action movie. And it's it's classic. Yeah.
0: I think, I I mean, for me, I'm going back to his, like, character and all, uh, viewing it from a non-native English person, American person, uh, the character of, like, the loud American, like, I, I remember the scene where they're all in the cafeteria, and everyone's just, like, really talking quietly and just, like, eating politely. He's just, like, scarfing and just yelling, like, <laughs> yeah, I killed this thing where big cats Got caught that guy. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, God, like, oh, I know exactly what this kind of, like, arrogant, loud American character is, and he, like, plays so well into it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's yeah. like, it really adds. I mean, so, I mean, sometimes, I will say, the writing kind of lended to be a little like idiomatic uh, a lot of times. Yeah. For example, this this nice little when he is introducing the cat. Yeah. The regular Einstein. <laughs> Probably my favorite sound <laughs> clip of the entire film.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 okay. A yeah, regular
0: Einstein. <laughs> and he like takes a chug of his flask in front of the kid. He's talking to the kid, by the way. Uh, um
2: uh, but I mean his his character is like
1: drunk for most of the movie,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. A to, lot of his movies. I have movies. to
1: point out that that was an ad lib. That Cage ad-libbed a lot of his lines for this movie according to the director. Of course and, he did. And that one he was really proud of that one.
0: I can I feel that. I feel it yeah. in his voice. He's just like, "Wait, the cat's name is Einstein, guys." Yeah. I got a, I got a line here. This is for the trailer. Boom. <laughs>
1: I mean, there were some really funny lines in this one. I, I like when he comes on the uh, Kevin Durant, like with the the maps, and he's like, he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "My geography homework." He and then Cage takes it. and He goes, "Come on, Frank, it's due tomorrow." And he goes, "You'll have to blame the dog." <laughs> like that's that's banter. Yes. <laughs> that's what
0: I'm talking about. It's like the yeah, it's like banter with a punchline snuck in.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. The other really funny thing he did, which is uh, something Cage is notorious for talking like a cartoon character. Remember when he goes
1: like, <laughs> uh,
2: what's up, doc? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big
1: clue. Big clue. Big clue that Cage is on his like most like absurd level. Like He's, he's trying to be like a cartoon, which is my favorite version of him. It's very fun.
0: Yeah, honestly, he, he does a good job.
1: I I really liked his delivery of this the part where Michael Imperioli like pulls the uh assault rifle or whatever on him and he goes uh read what the fuck, <laughs> uh,
0: Reed, what the fuck, hey, what
1: the fuck? <laughs> oh there was also uh I can't seem to feel my legs I can't seem to give a shit oh. Right. <gasps>
2: man there's there's way better one-liners in this than i remember
0: dude you know he's like in the shower before going on set being like imagining the scenarios and just being (laughs) what what comebacks am i gonna come at this guy with yeah it's gotta be something cat related it's gotta be something asshole related
1: (laughs) right i don't know if this was an ad lib but this is the only other one i wrote down as uh (laughs) when uh, she she's like really frustrated with him and she's like, you make me. And he goes, I make your heart beat. I'm the guy you can't take home to the <laughs> admiral. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, golly. I'm going to use that. I'm the
0: guy you can't take home to the admiral. <laughs> to the admiral, right. However, you want to take that. <laughs>
1: Do we want to talk about the plot? Like, is there anything to... I mean, they're Uh, they're on the boat. The criminal gets loose.
2: Yeah. I feel like we mostly covered what little plot
1: there is. And then then people
2: just pretty much start, like, all the ancillary boat crew and other characters just start getting killed one by one, either by the murderer or the jaguar, right? And just,
1: like, the incompetence of the U.S. Marshals who, like, quarantine. (laughs) Like, they, they have that scene where they quarantine who I thought was everyone on the boat, and they're like... There's a fucking terrorist out in the boat like don't d- don't go outside you'll be safe in here and then like the cook like immediately leaves and Cage leaves and, yeah, then, they all leave. and then it's revealed that there's at least two rooms like the engine room and shit where people have no idea what's going on because the guy in the engine room like right after that scene the fucking Kevin Durant goes in he's like hey what's up uh, I'm just a guy who's on the boat Um, do you, can I ask you a bunch of questions about how the boat works and he's like Oh, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> That's the only time that plot point came into play there, yeah. I personally, one of my favorite uh, plot points is the full circle that we get uh, with him capturing the... Oh, he, like, strings up an antelope Oh right. catch the leopard in the first place. Sorry, the jaguar in the first place. And then he strings up the bad guy
1: yeah. Uh, he shoots him with end. a blow dart. Yeah. <laughs> and then okay. then brings him up. Blow which dart. Is tight.
2: I know. Well, I that like was how a stick fight. Blow dart was blow yeah. dart in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, he, every <laughs> other scene, he had a fucking uh, blow dart gun to his mouth. It, it was, was like so blow good.
0: darts versus knives, guns, like whatever you can imagine. He well, and then at one point, it. he had a full bow and arrow. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> yes. That was insane. Arsenal. My favorite line this isn't business, it's
1: personal. Personal. Yeah. And they circled back on that, too.
0: Yeah, that cuz it was it was business and it was and personal. And then it was personal.
1: Like just how
2: how self-conscious you have to be to put that in your script and be like, "Yes, this is like this is the line that I'm going with." Right? I'd no, <laughs> be like, "This I, is I the outline of
0: my plot." I don't <laughs> think anyone would write now. that
2: in in a script now. I no. <laughs> you know. No, yeah. that that's strictly I, in 1996 or whenever you said this yeah. was written. Like that was strictly a thing they only put in scripts during that period of time. So tight.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, die hard, exactly. That's a die hard line right there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there was also the other weird thing that they do every once in a while. I know it's super corny, but I love when movies do this where you would get the jag vision. You know, yes! where I think yeah, yeah you see yeah. everything I from like the, the low first vantage thing.
1: point of the Jaguar oh my God, and like the this, black and white. Yeah, it's yeah. black and white and like. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I live for that, shit. If every movie yes. had a Jaguar POV, I would just. Uh, uh, Dude. That's it.
1: Someone should make a supercut and put it on the internet of just like predator POV from like movies like this.
0: Yes. oh, that's (laughs) It's probably hours
1: long. Oh, easily. Yeah.
0: The POV shots, man. I mean, you just really like feel like, I I don't know. I think my favorite character was the Jaguar because Mm. ultimately that had the biggest arc, you know, like. True. Yeah. She, she went on a whole journey. Yeah. You know, and she, she. People died for her. You know, people lived and died for her. And then she they ended did. up eating people. Um, and that is also cosmic justice in a way, even though it was yeah. not Nick Cage getting eaten.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, that would have been true justice if she no. would have ate him at the end. And this movie would have been so much tighter if that was what <laughs> yeah. would have happened.
0: If he sacrificed
2: himself. His you body. know, they couldn't deny Cage like his his comeuppance.
0: Yeah. His good
2: man
1: ending, his good guy ending, yeah. Yeah, he had to protect that woman
2: and that child. Right, <laughs> that were Man, just the- shoehorned into the plot for some reason. Honestly, we didn't need either of those characters. The, we, they could have put more no. in about Cage and the murderer and the jaguar. That would have been no. Better. It's
1: such like it's such a lazy, lazy like way to give someone motivation. Like, talk about classic. Like this is like full on Snidely Whiplash shit where he mm-hmm. he doesn't the bad guy doesn't kill them. He ties them up and drops a poisonous snake on the ground. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's just like I'll trust this. Is gonna do the trick. Like, See ya, dude. It goes <laughs> from Con that air to
1: like
2: snakes true. on a plane, in like j- snakes, <laughs> snakes on a boat, yeah, snakes right. on
0: a boat, Con and, sea. Oh, and can we talk about how this kid is just so chill about his father dying from a poisonous snake bite the entire time, just like. Oh. It's crazy. His dad is
2: like slowly getting poisoned, and he's just—he's not crying. He's just like—he's hang, just hanging out with Cage while it's happening.
1: Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm sorry to say this about a child, but he has no charisma. That no, could, oh, he was—that
0: was not—that was, not was bad casting.
1: Sorry, act himself that was, out of a fucking yeah. paper bag. That yeah. was someone's <laughs>
0: son for sure. For sure. Um,
1: <laughs> you remember the part when like cage has the gun pulled on kevin durand like he has him and the kid comes in he's like "Uh, frank uh, my dad like he sees what's going on but he's just like hey uh i need (laughs) okay cage is like little busy but like the guy kevin durand fucking knocks the gun out of his hand and you're like oh shit you stupid kid and then cage gets the gun on him again and then it happens again he's like yeah, but uh, my dad though—it's like, can you like wait just one minute?
0: Yeah, no, no, he didn't. He's like, say, say your goodbyes, kids. Say your
1: goodbyes. I also I want to point out that that child is dressed almost exactly like Short Round from uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, I do. Um, oh, I didn't pick up on that. Huh. Yes,
0: the hat.
1: The hat and the stripy shirt. Hello.
0: Like, it was okay. He was kind of like a sidekick, also. Yeah, I yeah. mean, t-
2: talk about yeah. like child sidekicks that dramatically pull down the rest of the movie
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> mr frank the jaguar jaguar jaguar
2: remember in the last movie we found out that that was the seventh time cage has played a character named john um <laughs> do you know how many times he's played a character named frank it has to be like three or four three right? or four at yeah. Least. yeah i wonder what the count is the frank count is on that
1: that's more franks than i've met in my life i think i went to high school with a, a Kid who was an immigrant from Korea, and his you know his family just they just had them pick English names to go by, and that's the name that he picked, which I thought was fun. Frank, <laughs> Frank.
2: Yeah, there's like no one under the age of forty named Frank anymore. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it's like meeting a teenager named like Barbara. Um, here's another throwbacky thing that I really enjoyed. Um, that there's uh, like all the animal reaction shots and like fun stuff with the parrot.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
2: I love the parrot's, like, animal sidekick uh, situation.
1: Yeah, when it, like, steals his sandwich.
0: I love a good animal gag.
1: Me too. Here's a a little quote from uh, (laughs) the interview I read with Cage. Or, no, this is the interview with the director, actually. He said the parrot was one of uh, was. He said working with the parrot was the hardest thing (laughs) about the movie. Because he he said you can't just turn around and give the parrot a note and try to do it a different way or anything else. It's basically either works or it doesn't, and it's even more frustrating from an actor's point of view. Like when Nick was interacting with the parrot, and we'd just roll, and basically we knew the parrot would lift his wings at some point, and then you know we'd try to use that as a cue to get back to Nick, and Nick had to, so he'd be saying the line. And then basically if the parrot didn't do the right thing, he'd start again saying the same line and they'd try to get the parrot to do the move and that didn't work. So he would say it again and we would keep going and keep going. And obviously from an acting point of view, it's not very conducive to giving a great performance because you feel like an automotive trying to just basically say the same line over and over again while you're rolling. But he did an amazing job and it was hard working with the parrot, of course, but at (laughs) the same time, it's also hard interacting with CG animals because you got actors interacting with the animals that aren't there and those (laughs) things take a lot of time on a tight schedule and you're sort of trained to track animals moving through the air that aren't actually in the shot, so there's an awful lot of work that goes into filming just to add the CG animals and everything else, and you're doing three or four passes for lighting, for reference, for everything, to make sure everything works, so you know everything takes a lot longer when you have CG animals or real animals, either one. I mean, I know I can make a CG animal do what I want it to do in post, but it takes time, and he just keeps going. Man...
0: Wait, was this a spoken re- spoken words or yeah? Yeah, this words? was an
1: interview <laughs> <laughs> an interview with him. Um, he I, uh,
0: off. He yeah, he... super triggered when he got asked about the animals.
1: Yeah. yeah. So two two things about that. First, I I would love to see the footage of where they just rolled on Nick Cage, just holding his arm out with the parrot on it, and just right. waiting for the parrot to lift his wings, and then doing his line, and then waiting and doing it again, just over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> second of all I think that uh, director Nick Powell was a little out of his depth here
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean it seems
2: like I, that must it must be difficult is he a first time director Do
1: You no know? he's not oh, no he, okay. he direct he is a stunt man he's a stunt guy worked, for
0: the Bourne uh, worked on Bourne really?
1: worked on Gladiator worked on a bunch of stuff and he's directed one movie before and that movie was 2014's Outcast with Nicolas Cage oh. Oh, oh, that's wow. the other one.
2: I was like, I've seen that's... that name and I figured it was from a Cage movie because that's all my references now come from Cage movies <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> uh, so yeah. But I didn't so realize it he was a... Outcast. Okay.
1: Yeah, so basically wow. this movie... The, he, the story of this movie getting made according to him and which is it's not very interesting the way he tells it but Dave this I'm, is what I'm it really is.
2: sorry to interrupt but just to catch Marina up Outcast is a movie where uh, Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen play uh, like <laughs> oh, wow. knights on on a crusade like in the in, in China? medieval ages in oh China. my god
0: I've seen this and
2: Cage acts the whole movie with like one of his eyes he's acting like one of his eyes is like damaged so he's just got one eye closed for the entire film And there's a couple scenes where he's like acting with snakes, where he's just got these like live snakes draped over his arms and shoulders for no reason, and he's just like acting out the scene with them. It's a
0: really, really, really bizarre performance. Got it. (laughs) it, I mean, he throws in those challenges for himself. You know, he's 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 a method actor, so he he puts it on himself. (laughs) He does. He need he. I respect that.
1: So Cage really liked working with Nick Powell uh, that time. I don't know, maybe because he lets him kind of do whatever he wants. Because he lets um, him act with snakes. Yeah. Snakes well, actually, he
2: acted with snakes in this one. Snakes too, in this one. Yeah, a
1: and monkeys. Um, a
0: circle. What's the <laughs> thing about snakes
1: but, here. Um, but yeah, he's he he, uh, he, he was very happy. So that it just came together because basically uh, Nick Powell had him in his phone book and he got this script and he was just like oh i want to do this um i'll just see if nick cage wants to do it and cage it said he like heard back in like 3 days and cage was just like yeah sure
2: <laughs> it seems like if you know nick cage or know how to get a hold of yeah. nick cage yeah, yeah. you He's can pretty dead. much ask him to do it like it seems totally. like he, there's not a lot of uh red tape in between you and him
0: is it just me or has he been shooting a lot of like international films
2: yes definitely like, yes
0: the guy likes to travel, okay He's gonna make the most out of his gigs. He's gonna pay for his kids' dentist and he's gonna you know spend some time in the Amazon.
1: Yeah, yes <laughs> he, he, he loves to travel. Um, he hasn't been making as many in Eastern Europe like that was definitely in the 20 teens like which is really the sign that like you're in a cheapie is uh, or at least from that period I don't know if that's still true, but it's like shot in Bulgaria or something because uh, of the tax. Waz over there or something like that. I don't know. Um but uh yeah, he has been traveling to more interesting places in these recent films like uh Portland. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he was he was in do they actually shoot in Colombia? Probably not.
1: God, I don't know. Well, I don't yeah, know, I think no, they he did. He does they...
0: shoot on location a ton.
1: Well, yeah, in Running with the Devil and and these other movies that we've watched recently like I feel like he's been going around. Anyway, good for him. I mean, I, I always remember the thing about um, after he did Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, um, he went and did Season of the Witch after that. And we were like, why did he do that? And then in an interview, he was like, I was in a hot room in New Orleans, like sweating. And I just I wished I could be in a cool forest. And then I got a script <laughs> that was set, set in, a, in a cool German forest. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking about. So I should do this movie. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> a mystic i swear
1: i feel like this he got this script and he's like yeah i've been thinking about jaguars lately That would be
0: <laughs> <fun."> <laughs> i've been thinking about big cats you know
1: oh miles what's so we were talking about this before we started rolling the difference between a panther and a jaguar is it's like a larger genus yeah panthers
2: right refer to uh it's like a broad term to describe multiple species of big cats, right. uh, but a jaguar is is a certain type of panther that is only found in like South and Central America, I think, in like certain uh, rainforest uh, climates. Um, there you go. And they're black they're, usually. They are often distinguished by the fur, like uh, panthers are black and jaguars have spots. However. Uh-huh that's it it's not that segregated it's not really always the
1: case that you can just go by coloring
0: is a panther a black jaguar
1: no i i think a, a panther like a mountain lion is a panther and a leopard yeah. is a panther and a it's jaguar like a is a panther thing.
0: but like you know how we say like the black panther is just a jaguar with no with all spots no uh, a <laughs> jaguar
2: a, is a panther a, with spots
0: separate oh.
2: yeah wait what's a leopard uh, leopards are also panthers, but they're a different type different. than jaguars. <laughs> and they can't
1: change Those their spots. Those are in
0: Africa.
2: I don't think any of them change their spots.
0: No, I think I think there's there's ones that are born just spotted and ones right. that are born
1: not spotted.
2: Yeah. But didn't he say that he was looking for a black one and then but then he found the white, he found one a white one instead? He yeah. found a white.
1: I think he said it would be worth a million dollars. The one white one? A million yeah, dollars. That sounds about yeah. right. Which is a very nineties price to put on uh, yeah. something on like
2: that. Yeah. Well, Siegfried and Roy what were mean? big in the nineties too. So true. You know, that like uh, I feel like white cats were in the were in the um, general in the zeitgeist. zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the population <laughs> was more aware of white white cats at that point in time. Maybe. Yeah, uh, that's
0: a really good point. I wonder what they mention san diego zoo a ton shout out they to the they do hometown.
2: a ton you know he also mentions long beach a couple times and yeah, Cages cage was born and and grew like grew up in long he threw beach it in there. yeah, yeah. that sure. that has to be an ad lib too it, totally. it just has to it's too specific
1: <clears throat> yeah like yeah. no
2: <laughs> movie's going to reference long beach in the script unless it takes place in long beach
1: <laughs> i love that cage is from long beach I feel like it it makes so much sense
0: it makes sense um, it really does. He's a chill guy.
1: Let's let's talk about uh, just little odds and ends and things that were fun. Um, I liked the part where um, Kevin Durant pretends that he's sick, which these okay. guys don't have another plan. Like they just didn't. <laughs> ame- like that that shit was he's so.
0: Sick. I need to go in directly into the cage with this
1: dangerous person. It's fully like they're like, "Come on, Laughlin, come on, Laughlin, you're not fooling us." Wait. Wait, oh Loffler! <laughs> like it takes him that long, like, right. and he <laughs> yeah. bites—he bites the dude's fingers off, and then yeah, shoots the gnarly. other guy with his gun. That was cool. It turned really fast. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad guy.
0: I
2: loved uh, Cage like hurting the tapers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Noah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it did feel kind of arc-ish. Should we talk yeah. about some uh, yeah. Christian symbolism here? Nick's arc.
1: <laughs> it's fun to see a Nick Cage movie that prominently features cages.
2: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Although Cage oh.
1: didn't actually Uh-oh. end up in a cage. No, he point. did. No. He, wait, did. he did. He got he tied did. up in the the cage, yeah. remember? No, wait, when he- was that? The um, Lafler Lo- kidnaps him, but he needs his like navigation charts or whatever, so he doesn't <laughs> oh, kill him. Right. And he, his he t- he's homework. yeah, his homework. And he strings him up in the cage, a cage in a cage. A so cage. Dave, that means this episode
2: or this movie not only contains a panther, but also a cage? also a cage.
0: <laughs> Guys, wow! Is this I the most ultimate heat-seeking
1: panther movie it's, ever released? <laughs> I think I just think reality is folding in on itself and this podcast is <laughs> just an much. antenna for uh, for uh, just focusing on nick cage is given us we're, we're like talking to the the ether and uh the spirits and energies that are happening in earth and i just think reality is is folding i mean wait till we get to pig like watching a movie set in portland with Ooh. nick cage in it for me was like taking drugs <laughs> it was <laughs> really really weird but um anyway Swallowing yeah i
0: self-reality
1: i think. just think we're getting closer to the ultimate nick cage movie the one that will be so much itself that he'll just stop
2: right well he is that playing is. himself in a in a project that is that's that, that might that be it that's it,
0: it. <laughs> i was about to say that might be the pinnacle because we see him just being having more and more like meta roles <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's going to top it off <laughs> for sure.
1: Another theory would just be that movies and culture itself <laughs> is just getting more meta and self-referential.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, would is interesting in the sense that I feel like Cage, just even by dint of the fact that he says yes to a lot of stuff and just does mm-hmm. stuff and is pretty fearless to, like, do whatever he just kind of fucking feels like, is sort of a bellwether. Like, he was in all these, like, <clears throat> like demonstrating the viability of the direct to video uh, market like yeah before that it, like back when that was like purely a punchline and it still kind of is in his case because people think about it that way but well but now really high profile movies are yeah it it's all, all direct to, to video streaming. So, and like the the distinction between what that is and what the, you know what that isn't is like blurred a lot. And so I don't know. I th- I think e- this is uh, the the weird like meta text of just like films that are you are watching the film that is about itself. Like, I think we're gonna that, that's part of the zeitgeist of movies right now. I would say.
2: I want to see Weston play Excellent. Cage play his death. Wow. <laughs> Yo.
1: Oh. Adaptation 2. Oh. Adaptation yeah. 2. Weston plays two characters, the twin, oh. the he twin plays sons triplets of Donald. Yeah. So it's
2: oh two cages God. and he two Westons triplets. in
1: the movie. <laughs> and Cowell L plays quadruplets. It's there you just go.
0: Oh my god. Let's go. Let's go guys. You know what? Does anyone have his email? Cuz if we hit him up, I'm sure he'd be down.
2: Dude, call uh, Where's Call Charlie Kaufman? We need an adaptation <laughs> to ASAP.
1: I am excited by the just the knowledge that all you need is like Nick Cage's email or his agent's email and like a million dollars and right, <you> can, <laughs> he'll say yes to your thing.
0: I mean, if it
2: fits in his schedule and it's in a filming location that he wants to also vacation in, then you're pretty much set at that point. Oh, my God.
0: He's figured it out, guys. And that's why Nicolas Cage is a career actor.
1: He is. Yeah, he works. He's doing this
0: in the long haul.
1: Yeah, he works so much and he will continue to until he drops, I think.
0: Yep. He'll probably drop on set. Yeah, he probably
2: will. Know. Unfortunately for us, uh, <laughs> this is a marathon now. That is No, it would be, it would be during <laughs> yeah, a dead scene. I thought I, I thought we could power through in like two years, but this seems like it's now a lifetime uh, commitment. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say,
0: so like once you catch up, then what happens? What, you just then gotta we got the to do them as they
2: drop. Then we can just yeah. watch them as they drop and do an episode, I guess. Momentous. And then we're also talking about how to kind of branch out into other either cage-adjacent things or just maybe try to find another... Yeah, uh, actor
0: Keanu the, Reeves. The, that was Dude, I, I, this I, is that something we've talked about. name has been
1: floated. Yes, yeah. Um,
0: I would love to see that or John Travolta.
1: Oof, tra- Travolta Bec- would be a weird ride. There's be, so
0: there's not saying. enough maybe, but there's a lot of there's well, a lot. Well, the lot. thing I is, is I feel like it just gets
1: really sad. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um,
2: what's He's the? Kinda... I mean, I guess uh, he did that OJ series. Was the last thing I saw him in? Where I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> John Travolta's back. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that was a while that Fred ago. Durst
1: movie. The Fred Durst movie? He, did you miss this?
2: He wait. He plays. What? He...
1: <laughs> John wait, Travolta, like, pl-
2: like uh, directed by Fred. Durst. I did Durst. it all for the Nookie. Fred Durst. Yes.
1: Fred Durst. He's directed like three or four films. I knew this, but I didn't know Travolta it's, was in one of them. Hold on. He <laughs> is. Wait, My, Miles, you should you should actually look up. It's called, what is it called? The Fan or something? It's about a stalker. John Travolta oh, plays a stalker right. with a mullet. Wow.
0: The mole yeah, and the mustache, yeah. We
1: should things. watch it sometime. I've never seen I'm it. I'm down. But, Let's do it. But anyway, yeah, the Travolta, <laughs> he was in that Gotti movie. I just feel like it's it's just like a slow motion tragedy. Same with Val Kilman, <laughs> who we talk about all the time, but yeah. like, you know. Yeah. You just, um, all right, what, what else? What What else to say about this movie that we all watched? Um Uh, at least there's at least he's not
2: trying a weird accent in this one i made a note of that because i was just glad that he wasn't slipping in and out of some weird ass accent he was pretty much just i mean he was still talking weird but it was at least like his own kind of it was his own cage voice it wasn't a weird put on so that was good
1: um Uh, he he said that his performance was inspired by humphrey bogart did you guys catch any of that
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's talk about that. (laughs) Play it again, Einstein. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this Humphrey Bogart situation.
1: This is, he's done a straight up Humphrey Bogart impression.
0: Regular Einstein. (laughs) Regular
2: Einstein. <laughs> uh this is not the first movie in which he claims to have done uh to be a, to in which he claims to have his performance inspired by Bogart that I was it
1: Doggy Dog? Was it was, was Doggy Dog one? was
2: one of them and I feel like there was even uh, another one that I'm blanking on now. But this is a this is a thing that he's come back to yeah. a couple
1: times. Yeah. He's in his Bogart period.
2: I guess. Uh, <laughs> and th- this is also like the third or fourth movie in a row where he's had to say a line or two in Spanish and he just like completely botches <laughs> oh it God. and it sounds like a total gringo. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Like, but it worked for this character. It, it worked keeps for this happening. Character. Talk for- about meta. He knows he's a gringo. He knows he's a lied gringo. <laughs>
1: Femke uh, Jensen tries to do Spanish in this movie, too. And I think her character is supposed to be, like, kind of fluent. And (laughs) it's really bad.
0: It was was hard. It was hard.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Even the writing in Spanish, uh, Hmm. even the Spanish lines. Really? Were not natural, I guess you'd say. I mean, they definitely felt like Google Translate... uh, Let's figure out how to do this situation. <laughs> yeah. Or like hit it's up my semi-fluent friend and to translate right, the script right. for me.
2: It's totally possible <laughs> that the screenwriter literally just plugged it into the internet and he was ah, like, uh, "Translate."
0: I'm not gonna say that didn't happen. Uh, as a as a native Spanish speaker, I'm gonna have to say that that was my first guess.
1: Well, since it was like 1994, he probably had like Spanish for Dummies. Right. True. Just, or just like knew of some
0: someone who's like, Yeah, know, he knew some Spanish. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And he like showed him the script. He's like, Does this make sense? And the guy's like, uh, yeah. It's like, Yeah,
0: yeah I get I get what you're <laughs> saying. It yeah. Makes sense. Like, Great. Works works for me.
2: His his mom's housekeeper in like nineteen ninety four was like, right. uh sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> good job.
2: Very good. I mean that's pretty much. I mean like I, yeah. we kind of touched on I, it, but the I, the last note I have really is that I thought the knife fight, the cli- yeah. the climactic knife fight, was like pretty knife. well choreographed. I thought that was a that was a, f- a fun scene to yeah, watch. Yeah, that's
0: where you see the directors. Yeah, the directors' stunt stunt background you can definitely comes out. Um, I they mean pulled, he, they he pulled was, an aria where you know they drop the knife and catch it with the other hand. Yeah, too.
1: that was tight. Uh,
0: that was tight. Uh, that's definitely a trend in action choreography in the past 10 years i don't know why i know that (laughs) but uh yeah i like to call it the Arya knife drop i think she made it she made it big
1: what else is trending in action choreography
0: oh um
1: you guys don't have to answer i just like want to know wondering is that yeah.
2: just a general question for the audience? Yeah, if, if yeah. anyone well, out there you know, listening, I mean, <laughs> uh, our Instagram at heatseekingpanther or our email heatseekingpanther at gmail.com, go ahead and just let us know what yeah. other trends have been happening the last couple Put years. in action. the subject mm-hmm. line,
1: in the subject line, say, all caps, what's happening in action? We yeah. get a lot of emails, so like, that'll let us like flag yeah. us for the, the ones that are. Uh, this yeah, this is no, essential for this. This is like a a living in LA thing of like knowing people in, who work in production is like you get to know people who do like set dressing and they're like, "Oh yeah, like every set has been like a spaceship this year or something." Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's, it's fun. True. There there are these like weird little mini trends like um uh, that uh that happen. Like uh, like the palma lighting or people like bisexual yeah. lighting. I've seen people Yeah, say. the pink and blue. Or the pink and blue yeah. is like everywhere and like
0: yeah big big chromo chromio look
2: yeah there is also this movie had really i think the giving you the feeling of being on like a claustrophobic grimy boat i think that yeah i think that they did a good job with a lot of the sets and the kind of like production design yeah
0: i for me i thought it was the most spacious boat i've ever seen
1: yeah it's super it's super fake but like the feel of like everything, it's the it's same way as like it's it, it's it's like it it's super theatery, like in the same way as like Predator Two, like yeah, yeah. In, in, you know, like the they, do, just they don't look like sense. real spaces, but oh, you they mean feel the best Predator, yeah, yeah, the the, the <laughs> yeah. good Predator, the good
0: one. <laughs> no, I mean I, I was like impressed. I remember the scene where where he's like super slobbering drunk talking to oh Hanka my god in, this, in the hallway. I was like, is this a f- fucking hotel or where are we like, <laughs> yeah what the hell and then they're eating lunch in the cafeteria It's like the nicest cleanest thing i've ever seen there's like giant tables they're all like six people sitting around i mean i, I don't know if you've ever yeah. been on a submarine I'm like a freighter
1: that, like yeah, a cargo this ship this is like but a
0: we got a cruise ship situation happening
1: yeah definitely
0: but it's i mean i really enjoyed the, the probably the cage room was made oh, yeah. Where all
2: the animals were kept. Yeah, yeah. That all is. the yes. animals
0: yeah. and the psycho killer terrorist. Right. Uh,
1: you're right um, too, it, it was really spacious like yeah. <laughs> like it was few, I mean I mean just Dave look at lines. their
0: background of like you see the boiler room in like 30 feet behind just a bunch of controls and stuff so
1: much room yeah it's
0: like wow this is a big ship
2: yeah this movie did a good job of just kind of like sticking random knobs and like pipes <laughs> yeah. and things in this <laughs> in the frame to give you the idea that there was like a control panel over here or something without actually addressing what it was or why it was there
0: <laughs> yeah but a bunch of pvc pipes yeah and, totally uh, just yeah.
2: spray paint it like a, yeah. d- a dingy color and then be done with it
0: yeah, yeah it's like, let's age these pipes
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i've been aging pipes on the set of primal all week <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> dude that One is, is something f- that is something that our friends say like, someone shit. our yeah exactly
2: <laughs> look if you need pipes in your scene i know a guy he he ages the best pipes
0: <laughs> look. Look, who's your pipes? Who's your aging pipes guy? Because I got a really, I got a really good aging pipe guy. He ages pipes like nobody's ever aged pipes
1: before. Rust of any color that you could want.
0: Yeah, are we talking uh, marine ray- layer rust? He's got it. We talking desert rust? He's got it. Any kind of corroded material, he's got it. He'll age your pipes day or night. Call him one eight
1: hundred pipe age one eight hundred age pipe. Oh, H Pipe
0: oh. works. 100 <laughs> H Pipe.
1: All right. On that note, <laughs> Marina. Yes. What are your three favorite Nicolas Cage movies?
0: Three favorite Nicolas Cage movies? Oh, my
2: yeah.
1: gosh. We ask all of our guests. This.
2: Or or performances. You can also go purely on performance without yeah. the general quality of the rest of the movie if you want to go that route.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going to pull up his, his repertoire. Um, first one that I can think of, uh, because it was one of my first experiences with just like a hilarious action movie when I was like a young teen, uh, it's Face Off. Um, just love that one. I think, uh, that was the first time I really saw him lose his shit. I feel uh, like
1: that's, everybody says Face Off. Face Off is like probably the most, I guess it's the most popular Cage movie, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean... Wow, I recently saw Jiu-Jitsu.
1: Oh, shit. We haven't watched that one yet. I'm not
0: going to say anything. Okay. That, was, that was really just fantastic.
1: Okay. Just a fantastic oh, piece of work. That's great to know.
0: Oh, Mandy is great. Oh, God, there's too many good ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, next. Oh, I remember that one. Okay, definitely The Wicker Man oh yeah okay. yeah yeah wicker man for sure and then probably probably adaptation i because yeah. I, I remember seeing that one in film school and like uh being forced to look at it with a critical eye and i just couldn't it was just it's not um it's a hilarious movie to me and
1: god it is so it's so good
0: it's fantastic like it's yeah. beyond its time so i, I just like i had yeah. nothing negative to say about it
1: so funny so sad yep. Yep, That's so great. it's
0: so beautifully sad and just kind of at that point wrapped up a, his uh, career a lot in in yeah. a sense. Like it was just, it needed to take a turn and it did. Yeah, uh, I feel
2: like that, w- that was the turning point yeah. from his uh, like, you know, 90s kind of the rock face-off action vibe into like being a serious actor. And then after that, it kind of got more muddled in the early 2000s (laughs) with like Wicker Man and like Ghost Rider and like all that kind of weird.
1: (laughs) You know, I I think he's really proud of that performance in uh, uh, adaptation, but he's also said that he's like, I couldn't do that now. Like it's like too exhausting and too hard. Yeah, you can have to be a little out
0: of your mind.
1: I think he, yeah, I think he kind of like did it and was like, okay, I did that. I've done a lot of method shit. It's time to kind of just like just work and just kind of like become more of like a a lunch lunch pill actor, like do what seems fun and show up and just kind of. Yeah, Um, just got to be
0: stable, dude. Like.
1: Oh, did we lose Dave? Did we? I think we lost Dave.
0: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Dave. Dave. Oh, Dave. Yeah, Dave Dave dropped. I think
2: his phone probably died.
0: Oh, that's totally what happened. Oh, well. Rookie mistake.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I what? guess in the event that Dave doesn't come back, uh, Marina, thank you so much for being on the show with us. We we really appreciate it. Um,
0: Dude, yeah. My pleasure, honestly. I've been listening to it since since its birth and have enjoyed um Thank you just learning more yeah. scholarly backgrounds. On you're Nicholas like the cages. third
2: person. We're, we're going to be on another friend's podcast in a couple days talking about Cage, but you're like the third person in a week to refer to us as scholars when it comes to wow. Cage, I and mean, I really appreciate that, because it makes it feel like this is more than us just wasting time watching bad movies. Like It's actually an academic pursuit, which makes oh, absolutely. me feel no, a like, lot better about If you don't write a dissertation
0: it. at the end of this, I don't know. Oh, well, totally. You know, yeah. I yeah. mean, the amount of knowledge you both have, you're quoting interviews you're like you're like oh and, and he has said on this performance i'm like like you guys you guys know your shit I, no joke this is not like some like half ass nicholas cage podcast
2: thank you we try not to be there's definitely other ones out there we think we're the best and we definitely, definitely. approach it the most critically i think from what i've heard uh but i won't get into that uh, all <laughs> cage podcasts are equally valid if you uh yeah, celebrate yeah, yeah. the man and his work great <laughs> true <laughs> um anything
0: to get his get it get the word out yeah
2: the good uh, so word. i think um the next movie we're going to do is grand isle uh i don't know if you've seen that Great. one or you know anything about it but um that's going to be the next one on the docket uh and Fantastic. in the meantime please like and subscribe uh that helps us a lot boosting the numbers marina do you have anything that you want to plug before you go
0: uh sure i i'm a radio person myself um and uh, I have thewitchinghours.net, plural, The Witching Hours. You can find all my uh, recorded shows and interviews with musicians, uh, mostly in the psychedelic and Sorry, stuff. Uh, and he's my, back. Yeah. My phone died. <laughs> we, knew, die. we knew it. We knew it. We also called you an we- amateur
1: <laughs> I am. Dear, I, Miles, I left an apology on the, on the recording on my computer. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: Well, we are um, having a great is, what conversation. What um, yeah, I, totally I was just, I didn't sure, know
2: right. when you were going to come back, so I was just kind of wrapping up with Marina, but she was plugging uh, her radio show and whatever oh, else good. she wanted to talk about. Uh, so, sorry, go uh, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm also a radio person, so... If you're into psychedelic and dreamy music, I got a website, thewitchinghours.net. My show is every Thursday night on 88.9 FM in LA, but it's available on there everywhere else and on kixy.com, so check it out as they say. Sorry, that was okay, stupid. Marina. <laughs> last. I'm not used to plugging myself.
1: Oh, don't do anything stupid on this podcast. Okay, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> this podcast is all about being this podcast super is scholarly, okay? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah uh, scholarly. We're ta- we, Zech- I said the word zeitgeist. 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 You did.
0: What? You did say Fuck zeitgeist. You for saying zeitgeist. Uh, <laughs> we should. We really need to count a ding every every time someone says a buzzword. Say
1: <laughs> <word for laughs> a- Um All right, Marina. Last piece of business. Um, Can you give us a panther roar?
0: Oh, yes. A heat-seeking panther roar?
1: Yeah, ideally.
0: (laughs) Okay, ready?
1: Yeah. That was was like a baby
0: one. (laughs) 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 That was also being choked.
2: (laughs) Yo, that was tight. Thank you. Oh, yeah. All
0: right. Thank Uh, you guys so much. Of (laughs) course. Thank you. It was really a pleasure. Um... I will end with this note. Growing up, my father has been compared to Nicolas Cage from his looks, like everyone that meets him. What? So this is a meeting of many waters for me.
1: Uh, That's what I said, dude. The reality is folding in on itself. You're
0: over.